Act 2. Food Wars. The second one, which does somewhat relate to what we did in puppy culture, is uh, feeding, weaning. And, you know, I didn't go heavy into animal husbandry, like actual weaning practices in puppy culture, but I, you know, I put in what we do. And we always started a certain way, and it was always, it was never onto anything but meat, right? Milk and then venison. And even with our dogs, we really don't give them carbohydrates. We didn't at all, because we feed raw. But, you know, I'm always looking at studies of gut biome and feeding practices. Now, let me just take a step back and say gut biome. So your intestinal flora, what lives in your intestines, in your gut, it's, like, it's as unique to you as a fingerprint. In fact, in some places, they're starting to use gut biome in forensics, in criminal forensics. They can actually use it to identify people, like, like a DNA. Mm. Yeah, it's fascinating. And your gut biome is determined to some extent prenatally, but also there's a, a socialization window, so to speak, for your gut biome. So it's right in the beginning of life for humans and for, for dogs. So the more diversity you get in the beginning of life in your gut biome, the healthier you'll be. That is well established, that the more diverse your gut biome is, the healthier you are. So... Our goal as breeders when we're weaning is always to get as much diversity in balancing, you know, not making the puppy sick. So, you know, you, you, you just have to add one thing at a time. We try and do something new every day and get as diverse a gut biome going as possible. Well, I was reading a very good study on a comparison of gut biome between kibble-fed dogs and raw-fed dogs. They gave a chart, a scatterplot chart, of the gut biome, what was in the gut biome of the the raw versus kibble-fed. And predictably, the raw-fed dogs had tremendously more in you know, diversity in their gut biome than the kibble-fed dogs. The kibble-fed dogs only had a few dots on the, on the scatterplot chart, whereas the Raw-fed dogs had a tremendous amount. But here's the important thing that I learned when I looked at that chart. Although the kibble-fed dogs had a very non-diverse gut biome, there were some dots, you know, some things that they had in their gut biome that the raw-fed dogs did not have. So to truly diversify as much as possible... What this says to me, adding a little carbohydrates, you know, I mean, probably is a good idea. How, how do you come up with carbohydrates? Is that equal to kibble, kibble. fed? Yeah. And why I is mean, that? Well, because that's what we don't put in raw. We have no, we were no carbohydrates except what you find in vegetables. Do they not make a kibble-based food that has no carbohydrates? Mm-mm. No, there's no such thing. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, there are the raw nibs that are, it's just freeze-dried raw. You can get freeze-dried raw, but the definition kind of of kibble is it's something that's extruded with a, you know, some kind of uh, medium, like a, 
a wheat or a corn or a potato or something or uh, some some they do have grain free but it's uh legumes peas things like that so is that what made the study interesting i mean is this why the study was done and why it was published or were what, what was the reason they did the study well they wanted to know and you know and it was a great study because as far as i could tell it was pretty straightforward i mean they did not overstate their findings they just said there's a difference they didn't say which is better or whatever they said you know there's a difference between the gut biome profile of a kibble fed versus a raw fed dog is different now as a breeder i look at it and i look at that that scatter plot and i say mm, different but look there's some things i'm not getting into my dogs with this so where's the wrong in this I was wrong because I just thought, you know, carbohydrates are bad for dogs. They just don't need carbohydrates. Is that from tribal knowledge? Right. Well, it's the it's the raw food tribe. Yeah, it's that's the raw food tribe. Well, you're going to stir up a whole hornet's nest now, aren't you? Well, I mean, the thing is, for me, that wasn't a... Listen, the, the uh, interuterine growth restriction one was more difficult because I had a strong story about bull terriers and type and heads, Correct. bull terriers' heads. I didn't, you know, I really don't have a dog in the fight when it comes to what you feed your dogs. Uh, you know, I'm not one of those people, so I, I have no problem. I mean, I, what I do have a dog in the fight about is diversity and gut biome. <clears throat> I do really believe that that's important. So, you know, if I had been an ideologue about feeding raw, which people, you know, they're very funny about food. They're very funny about food. I'm I, not. I get it. I mean, I understand why. Why? Well, it's perceived health. I mean, it's doing mm. the best you can for a living right. thing. So, Right, and and you're judgmental if you don't, right? Well, I mean, if you're going to follow along on those forums and mm-hmm. be a part of that, I, you know, you're going to be a believer in that. You're going to support that. You're going to look for the positive aspects of it. None of us are looking, as scientists do, with a clear mind to find fault in anything. Ah, but yes, that's what this podcast is all about. Oh, I know. I'm hoping to encourage people to do that. And it is painfully difficult. It's an incredible emotional experience. Right. Well, you had this whole construct of yourself as this person who was right. And now you have to rethink everything about that, you know, you did that you're wrong. But what I'm saying is if you have the more scientific mind, you know, you don't have that construct of right and wrong. You have that construct of being a life student and always learning and being open to it. Well, but and it becomes easier. I'm assuming that question number three is going to give us all the answers. You're going to give <laughs> us the path here on how to not feel that way. No, no. I oh, mean, man, I, that's it's, not a pro- fair. it's a process. It's one it's of these process. movies that ends in just total dis- despair. And is that how this is going to end? Well, I, I gosh, I hope you don't feel despair from this because. You know, listen, when I say wrong, it feels, you know, wrong. Like, oh, I've had to, you know, I've changed the way I feel about feeding carbohydrates. Like I I made this movie and I didn't give the puppies oatmeal and now I do give them resistant starch and, you know, I do these things, small amounts, but still I've added it into my program. And... It's not like the other way was bad. It wasn't like, oh, you know, I've completely switched now to weaning on to only kibble, you know, that that I've decided that that is the way to go. I mean, which, who knows, someday I may decide that that's the way to go. 
But, you know, this is about learning and it's about being better. And, and it is also, in a big way, about building a community and how wonderful the community around puppy culture is. Because it's this, these people that are, have we built into this community contribute incredibly every day. In that discussion group, I mean, it's just crazy how much we all learn every day about the differences. And, you know, when you create a truly safe space for people and really, truly do not tolerate any oblique criticism of anybody and keep everything above board and safe, it's amazing the dividends. What? So people, what what makes it safe? People can be wrong when they ask a question. They're free to not be as, to be judged by that. Well, first of all, like if somebody puts up a picture of a, a puppy and, you know, somebody asks a question and somebody says, well, wh- wh- I see you took off dew claws. Uh, I, I don't take off dew claws. It hurts their tendons. It's like, dude, no, you're out. You know, nobody asked you, the person was asking about what kind of litter should I use, you know, but people, this is what people do. I mean, and then it, you know, unfortunately those people come and they kind of sit like a big hen on top of it and just ruin it for everyone else. And, you know, we just don't tolerate that. We don't, you know, and that will be another conversation, but we don't tolerate anybody who doesn't like certain breeds or breed types or mixes of breeds or, you know, whatever else they don't like. You know, as long as it's not antithetical to puppy culture, like, you know, we're not going to have people up there saying, oh, you know, shock collars are okay. No, we don't, you know, that's just not part of our, our ethos. But, you know, we've just created a great community with that. 